All right, here we are, Revelation chapter 19, everyone's favorite book, but for most of us, we don't understand it. So let's read a text together, okay? Now, everybody listen up, listen, listen close. Um, why do we do what we do? You know, I mean, we, we get saved by grace and through faith, and we get saved, but 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 what is that finish line? And we're, again, we're going to go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to talk about running that race. We're going to talk about what, what are we doing this for? I mean, what, what, what is waiting for us when we get all done here? You know, there's a reward. Listen, everybody. There's a reward that every Christian should be motivated by. Look, it, you know, I mean, for me, just to witness to somebody and see somebody saved and knowing they're going to heaven, I mean, that's, that's, that's enough reward. Can I have an amen to that? And when someone's hurting and, and I can take a little bit of my time or, or a little bit of my resources and I can minister to them, I'm saying, I'm telling you, there's, there's some reward there. But I want us to see this morning that there is some heavenly reward. And I think that all of us should know about this. And so because we need to be, we need to be purposed, not just doing it because of, for these rewards, but it should um, instigate us to say, hey, um, when I get to heaven, there's something waiting for me. Hey, um, there's going to be a mansion waiting on all of us. Everybody say amen. But the Bible says that there are five crowns that will be given out. And so we are all able to receive five crowns five crowns. Now, I want to take you to a text, and it doesn't talk about the crowns we're going to be receiving, but I want you to see the mention of crowns in this text. You ready? First, um, First Corinthians, Revelation chapter 19, verse 12, and it talks here, and it says, his eyes were as a flame of fire. Whose eyes? Whose eyes? The Messiah, Jesus Christ. That's good. His eyes were a flame of fire, meaning fire, flame, speaking of judgment. Okay? That's what the fire, that's the flame, his eyes is talking about, um, is talking about his judgment. But um, go ahead and go back up to verse 11. I want to catch that real quick. And uh, thank you very much upstairs. I saw, John said, he had this vision. I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called, I love this, and we sang about this in the first song, in the first song, faithful and true. Hey, did you know that our Jesus, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is faithful and he's true? And whatever promise he's, he tells us, just like we sang, he's going to deliver them. And in righteousness he does judge and make war. His eyes were, were as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. The word crowns, it comes from the word diadem, and that word means that the one who wore it was sovereign. Our Lord and Savior is sovereign. Everybody say amen to that. And then it goes on, and it finishes up, and it says, uh, and he that a name written that no man knew but he himself, and that just speaks of the greatness and, of course, the mystery of the Messiah when he's going to come and judge all nations, all right? So let's pray together. Father, we love you this morning, and we thank you for our Savior, Jesus Christ, and we ask you, please, Lord, to bless us, to open our hearts and our minds, and um, that we can strive, Lord, that we can discipline and be committed to be the church that you called us to be. And Lord, we thank you for these crowns that are awaiting us, and it should be 
every single one of our goals are, are what drives us, what motivates us, is to think about these rewards because they're there for a purpose and for us to strive after these things. These, these rewards, Lord, we want to see them this morning as something that, yes, motivates us, but we know that they're attainable. But more importantly, it's something that it's a goal for all of us to achieve. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, 60 pounds ago and 30 years ago, I used to be a runner, and I was, I was fast. Do you hear me? I was lightning fast. But I remember when I would run track <clears throat> that my goal wasn't just to finish the race. I wanted to beat everybody, and I wanted to come in first place. I remember as a kid growing up, that uh, my dad was a was a track runner and he was a very successful track runner and it's hotter than Hades in here and i remember as a kid he he always had a bunch of pictures and allison i think he's probably shown them to you too because he shows these things off but as a kid i remember he had a box and he had a bunch of pictures of him where he played football but more so where he where he run track and up until about, I think it was 10 years ago, him and his twin brother and his older brother and one other person named Gordon Peterson, which I'm named after. Oops, I shouldn't have said that. So now you know my middle name's Gordon. I don't know why. They, but anyways, they, 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 up until 10 years ago, they still held the record for the 4x4 relay at Georgetown High School. Isn't that something? But I remember he had all these medals and he had these pictures. And I remember as a kid... I was, wanting, I was wanting those medals. You know, I, I wanted to run track so I could be maybe like my dad, but I wanted to win some of these medals for myself. And so that gave me purpose, and it gave me a little bit of motivation as I was, you know, getting into junior high and running track, right? So these crowns that we have available to us, they, they should be a motivator. These things are waiting for us, but we don't run the race of being a Christian just to cross the finish line to get into heaven. There's something for us to attain, and there's five crowns for us to attain. To attain. Now, Jesus Christ, he is the ultimate king. Everybody say amen. And he has this king, this, this crown, because he is the sovereign. He is the sovereign king. Now, all of us, when we get to heaven and we go through the judgment seat of Christ and the marriage supper, we have our glorified bodies, we're going to be given crowns five different crowns. We can get five different crowns if we not just finish the finish line, but that we attain something. We'll have these crowns. You know why we're going to have crowns? Because we're going to rule with Christ. The Bible says we will rule with him. And just like any good ruler, we're all going to have crowns, right? Now, we know the scripture says we're going to take those crowns and we're going to take those things and we're going to lay them at the feet of Jesus. But we're given crowns because why? Because we rule with Christ. We're kings and queens. Right now, we're princes and princes. But one day, we're going to be all kings and queens with the Lord Jesus Christ and rule alongside of him. Now, I want us to look at just three of the crowns this morning. And we'll go through them pretty quick. And number one is the crown of righteousness, and we'll speak about that here in just a minute. Number two, there is the uh, incorruptible crown, and we'll speak about that secondly here in just a few moments. And then number three we see is the crown of life. Now, we're not going to discuss this one, but the crown of life, 
This is for the martyrs. This is the martyr crown. This is for those who, who, who go through the tribulation and who ultimately give their life for the gospel's sake. It could be for those who will go through the tribulation period. And so, but if you're saved today, you'll never have to go through that tribulation period, right? Because you're going to go to heaven. But those who are in the tribulation period and who get saved after the, after the rapture, this could be their crown, or it could have been someone who gave their life in martyrism for the Lord Jesus Christ. So, most likely, I don't know, but you may not have an opportunity to win this crown. Now, if you want to go somewhere dangerous and want this crown, I guess you can, okay? You can laugh a little bit. Everybody ease up out there, all right? And then the other crown um, is this one. It's the crown of glory. Now, this is what's called the elder's crown. And this crown is for those leaders, pastors, elders, teachers, who were godly example to the flock of believers that were entrusted and assigned to their care. Listen close, base group leaders and Sunday school teachers and trustees and deacons. You better take care of the people who God put underneath you and work, not just because you get a crown for it, but because God has put them underneath your care. And so you have that, you have that crown to attain. So, so that, but that just reminds us that, that if we're called to a special place of service as an elder, as a pastor, as a missionary, as a Sunday school teacher, whatever it is, you have a responsibility and you need to get serious about your responsibility. Amen? And then the last crown, and this is the one we're going to springboard in for the next couple of weeks, and it's the crown of glory. It's the, excuse me, it's the um, well, crown of rejoicing, the crown of rejoicing. And we find that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 19. And look, this is the soul winner's crown. Now, the soul winner's crown. And this is something, this is one that every single person who was, who was reborn in the name of Jesus Christ can have is the soul winning crown. But unfortunately, I think when we get to heaven, this is going to be the least handed out crown in heaven. What do y'all think about that? Y'all look dead to me this morning. I need a jolt y'all or something. So let's get, let's get going here, okay? All right. Number one, let's talk about the crowns, and let's talk about crown number one, and this is the crown of righteousness. And you can go to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, and this is about our wonderful salvation. Now, it says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, it says, henceforth, and I'm reading the King James, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. Now, what day are we going to receive these crowns? Well, let me just talk about that just for a moment, for a moment okay? So we know that the rapture is going to happen, and all those who are dead in Christ and alive in Christ will go. And then we're going to be going through what's called the judgment seat of Christ. We're going to be judged, not whether we're saved or not, because only those who are saved go up. But you're going to be judged about, about what you did in the name of Jesus Christ while you've been saved. Husbands, 
You're going to be answering for your families. Your wife isn't going to be answering for you. You can't use your wife as an excuse. And kids, um, you're, you know, look, we're going to be at the judgment seat of Christ. And then after that judgment seat, of course, the tribulation period has started. And somewhere in that first, in that first period there, there's going to be what's called the, the great supper, the marriage supper. But somewhere in there, and I just don't know exactly where, only the Lord really knows, but, but there's going to be this time, and of course we receive our glorified bodies, right? We're raptured up, and we received our glorified bodies. No more are we just bound, we're, we're spirit before that, if you go to heaven before that. But you receive your glorified bodies. And so I'm kind of thinking here, kind of going through Scripture, and people often say, well, what are you going to look like, your glorified body? Well, I, I think that we're going to be around the age of 30, you know, that's what we're going to look like, maybe. And again, this is just my guess. Who really knows? But I think we're going to be recognizable to one to another. Um, but, but uh, you know, I, I'll be kind of glad to get, when I was 30, you know, I was at my boxing weight, you know. You want to go back to where you was 18 or 19, don't you? Sean, you're not going to get it. So you're like, what, 33 right now? 36. Well, I think, so go back, you know, three years, and that's what you're going to, that's what you're going to be, brother. All right? And you don't get to keep your beard in heaven either. I was, you know... Yeah. But anyway, so we'll receive our glorified body, but then we're going to be given these crowns, these rewards. In this first one here, everyone who is in heaven will receive this crown, the crown of righteousness. Now, understand a couple of things about this. Now, the word back in 2 Timothy, he said that it's laid up. Paul says that this crown is laid up for me. Well, what does that mean? Well, that carries the idea of being safely stored and carefully guarded, listen, by Jesus Christ himself. Everybody say amen. By himself. In other words, Paul was looking to a future reward that was being safely protected and guarded by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Because, you know, we know that not long Paul would stand before the Roman judgment seat to have his final verdict issued by Nero when his head was chopped off. Yet he also knew that God would also render a verdict on his life as well, and that was the only verdict that mattered to the Apostle Paul. You know, I think about, uh, there's this joke about a preacher, and I'm probably going to mess up this joke, but um, I heard this joke about this uh, preacher and a taxi driver. And so they both die at the same time. The preacher wasn't in the taxi with the, with the taxi driver, but they were separate. But they both died. They went to heaven, and Peter was there, and he said, Welcome to heaven. He says, We have your places prepared for you. And so you got the taxi driver, and you got the preacher, and they first go to the taxi drivers. And they, 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 they go down this golden street, and, they, and he takes them to this mansion, and this is for the taxi driver, and it's huge. It's beautiful. It has every amenity that you could think of. I mean, it is solid. And so Peter's, I mean, so the, so the preacher's sitting back and he's thinking, if this taxi driver gets this, I wonder what I'm going to get. And so a few moments later, Peter says, let's go, preacher. And so they, they start walking and then they go down this back road and they go down this really dark back road and they come to this shack. And Peter says, here's your place. And the preacher said, Peter, he said, uh, he said, uh, I've been preaching the gospel for 30 years, and a taxi driver gets that, and I've been preaching the gospel for 30 years, 
and this is what I get? He says, I don't understand. So Peter looked at him and he says, he says well, you know, we give, we, give, we give things out because of, by result. He says, when you preached, everybody slept. When he drove, everybody prayed. <laughs> now that's not me. But uh, it might be, I don't know. But anyways, here's a point to that, is that there is, there is this, 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 is, this crown is given for a purpose. And listen close to everybody. This crown isn't given because of what you've done. This, is crown, this crown is, is given because what Jesus Christ has done for you. Every single born-again believer, if you have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, if your robe was, was once dirty and now cleansed by the purity of Jesus Christ, you receive the crown of righteousness. It is yours. It is being protected. When you get to heaven, listen to me, nothing can make this crown go away. It is yours. Amen. Yeah, John, good. It is yours. Jesus, you didn't earn it by merit. You didn't earn it by some work that you did. You are receiving it because of what Jesus Christ has done for you. And because you asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, that you committed yourself to him, that you've dis- disciplined yourself and you committed yourself, and you just, just do it, you just didn't do it here, you didn't just do it here, but you did it right here, you did it right here, then that crown is yours. Ladies and gentlemen, that crown is yours, and you'll get that when you get to heaven. Now, let me ask you this morning, are you here and never have given your life to Jesus Christ? You won't get that crown, and you won't get to heaven if you've never asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, if you've never bowed your heart to him, if you've never professed him as Lord, Master, and Savior with your heart, not just your mouth, if, you're, if you've never done that, let me tell you something. You're in great danger. Number one, because no man has promised tomorrow you could, you could die today and go to hell and never have a second chance of going to heaven. If you're here this morning and have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, truly, truly done it, then listen to me. You've got to do it. You've got to do it now. You don't need to wait. There is a crown of righteousness awaiting all of those who call upon Jesus Christ to be their Lord, Savior, and Master. Amen? That crown is yours. You're going to have at least one crown if you're saved. The truth is, if you're not saved, you can't get no crowns. Just eternity of darkness and gnashing of teeth and welling for all of eternity. You see, hell is not a place of annihilation. Hell is not some figment in our Lord Jesus Christ's imagination. It's real, and it will be for eternity just like heaven. And the worst thing about hell, it's not the fire. It's not the welling and gnashing of teeth. You'll never sleep. You'll always be awake. You're always, that's not the worst part about hell. The worst part about hell is that God's presence is not there and no chance of it ever being there. But you know, our Bible says that Jesus Christ, when he died, when he died, he died for our sins. He died for your sins. And the Bible says that he went to hell for you. And he was out of the presence of God for that time. And then, of course, he resurrected from the dead so he could give us all everlasting life. But you've got to 
you got to ask God for forgiveness. You've got to commit your life to him. You have to profess him, with not just with your mouth, but with your heart. Is a crown of righteousness yours this morning? If it's not, look, look at me. You need to do something about it. I can't do it for you. You can't hope to do it, and you can't even put it off. If the Lord is convicting your heart this morning, then you need to do it right now. There's, you can't wait. Look, salvation isn't some kind of fire insurance. It is the real McCoy, ladies and gentlemen, and you only get it by putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ because there is no other way. No other way. Well, that's the first crown. We all get that one. And then the other crown we're going to talk about this morning is um, the crown that is incorruptible, the incorruptible crown. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Now, this crown has to do with our service, and that's what we've been talking about for this whole first part of this year is our service and caring for one another. You know, a true born-again believer, they, they understand, I have the crown of righteousness, but now we have to understand that, as Paul says here in these verses, that there is a race that we're all running in, and we're all striving for something, and we're all striving to get crowns. And I want you to see, we all should be striving for this incorruptible crown, because this crown isn't just for everybody. This crown is for those who serve the Lord, and they do it with commitment and and discipline, and they do it with the love of Jesus Christ in their heart. That's the only people who will get these crowns. Listen close to me. You know, if you just want to skate by, and you want to just get to heaven, well, maybe you can do it like that, but you'll get that one crown. But I'm telling you, there is attainable crowns for us to get. And so our goal is not just to finish the race. Our goal is to attain as much as we can get. Just like when I ran track, I wanted to win every medal I could win. I wanted to be first place. I didn't want to be last place, which I was most of the time. But uh, I wanted first place. What about you? Christians, I look out and I see so many Christians, you know, running the race of the of a Christian life, and they're just running in the back of the pack. They're and and you're running. You're supposed to be running a hundred yard dash, and you're and you're and you're walking. Stop it. We have things that are attainable for us. Look, we need to run this race and, and to win this prize that God has for us. And, and listen close, the work's not going to get done unless we do it. We've got to do it. We've got to run it like we're attaining something. Everybody say amen. All this lollygagging and all of this, someone else will do it, that's for the birds. You know, when I get to heaven, I, I just don't want to just get there by the skin of my teeth and then have nothing to get, I, I mean, maybe I'm being a little bit, you know, prideful here, but I want all five, man. <laughs> you know, I want to, I want to, I want to wear that triple crown like uh, King Ptolemy did, you know, when he was a king of Egypt and stuff, and he would come into a to a place and he had a triple triple crown. I want to, I want a five triple crown. I mean, I mean, maybe I'm, I don't know how you say that five times, but I mean, I'm not trying to be prideful here, but. 
I mean, I've got, I've got 80 years to live here, and I, by, by the grace of God, I want to attain those things. Because why? I want, to bring, I want to bring honor and glory to Jesus Christ while I'm here on earth doing it. But then when I get to heaven, I want to be one of those guys that hands them all five and gives him more glory. Amen? I want to go sit at the table with Moses and Elijah and Paul and, and, and all of those guys. I, 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 mean, I mean, those things are attainable for us. But we do it because we want to see other people benefiting in the name of Jesus Christ for his glory and grace, right? So we have this incorruptible crown. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul speaks of this incorruptible crown. And he says in verse 24, he says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, they all run, but one receives a prize, so run that you may obtain. That's a commandment for us. And he uses the analogy here of these of these of runners, of course. So Paul was saying, again, that in a race, all the runners compete against each other, and the reason they all run is for a prize. They run to win and receive the victor's prize. This is their goal, and this is their objective, and this is why they're running. But in a race, not everyone gets a prize. Now, as believers, uh, there should be in us a desire to win this heavenly reward. This desire should be in you. This should be a goal of every believer that one day when the Lord passes out the heavenly rewards, we will be among those recipients. Just look at two things about this real quick. I think Paul outlines two things in this text for us to get this crown. You ready for it? Write this down. Number one, we have to have a committed life. We have to have a committed life. You know, back when I ran track, and, and um, I, could, I could have done a whole lot better if I would have trained. You know, when practice came about, you know, I, I, I ran the 800-yard I ran um, run, and then sometimes I ran the mile, but then I pole vaulted. And I was a pretty good pole vaulter, not real good, but, you know, I thought I was all right. But, but anyways... Um, you know, I put more time in pole vaulting than I did in the running part. I was more talented at the running, but I wanted to pole vault. And so as a result, <laughs> I didn't get a medal in anything. But anyways, uh, but, but you know, here's the thing is you have to be committed to it. You have to be committed to the race. And Cornerstone Baptist Church, if you're going to get this crown, you have to be committed to the race of Jesus Christ. This crown is not going to be yours if you're half-heartedly committed, if you're not using the talents that God has given you to do it with, if you're trying to do something else different, you're not going to get this crown. You're not. You want to just skate through life? Look, look, look at the text in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, and 25, and 26, and 27. Look at it. It says, for the gospel's sake that may be partakers thereof with you. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. Next. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. You know, in a, in a, in a, in a running race, that's a corruptible crown. But ladies and gentlemen, what you're running for is something that is incorruptible. Amen? So we have to have commitment. We have to have commitment. And number two is we have to have a clean life. 